podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. I am Sai and welcome to Ace Podcast Nation. On our channel, we've got podcasts, interviews and content on a whole host of subjects. Football, mental health, films, TV, conspiracy theories, writing, wrestling, music, serial killers. You want it, we've got it. Everything. Every single thing you could think of, we talk about. And uh, we have new shows, Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Every week, we have... Every show in video format at youtube.com slash ace podcast nation, as well as audio format at iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Apple Podcasts, and uh, every other podcasting app you could think of. And uh, today we're talking some wrestling. I'm uh, joined by post wrestling writer and interviewer, Mr. Andrew Thompson. Welcome, buddy. My guess, uh, we are back again, sir, for, for another great episode. Of the A's case. Yeah, it's another one. It's going to be good. We're uh, we're ready to talk some pro graps. <laughs> so, and there's a lot to talk about this week. We're going to talk some full gear. We're going to sort of skip through that show a bit because you were there. And yes, uh, we'll talk some TV and CM Punk, some Fiend, no doubt. We'll get stuck in. So, uh, so last weekend was uh, AEW uh, Full Gear. You mm-hmm. were there. How was your experience? Uh, overall, firstly, uh, StarCast was really, really, really fun. It's always a good time, you know, going out there to get content. That's always a good time. Uh, th- this StarCast was way smaller uh, than the other ones. But I think that's mostly because I don't think people want to be in 53-degree weather uh, <laughs> in, in November. So... I know it's different from the one in Vegas because it's really hot outside, and I think a lot of people like being in Vegas during that time period. So, you know, other than that, it was a real good time. Um, Four Gear was a, was a, was a good show, entertaining. You know, the live event experience is always different from watching home. So, yeah, that was my overall thoughts on the on the show and the weekend. Yeah, see, so for me, Full Gear. Um, so I've watched it twice now. Um, I enjoyed it. Both times I really did, and um, I, there was nothing bad on the show. I really enjoyed the majority of it. I, the mm. story, te- the storytelling in the Cody and Jericho match, I thought was outstanding. Um, I was a little bit disappointed that they turned uh, or they they had uh, MJF attack Cody. I was kind of hoping for a little bit longer, but you know it's been going since I think January. They've been mm. teasing, teasing that on being the elite and you know different shows so i'm okay with it i think it makes sense and mjf is just golden on the mic and as a heel that he's almost at this point wasted as a baby face and being aligned with like cody and that so i'm from that point of view i'm quite glad that they did pull the trigger um the kenny omega match i didn't enjoy it the first time around like it was good and you know it wasn't bad but it wasn't kind of my cup of tea i was a bit like "Mm." but then all i could think about is that people like yourself who were there live i bet they thought it was awesome and i bet it was amazing and an awesome spectacle but on a like a tv and a pay-per-view point of view i didn't didn't really dig that match 
However, the second time around I watched it, I enjoyed it a lot more. So I don't know. But yeah, oh. I, I, the, the Omega Mox match, I loved it. I thought it was a real good match. Like I, I, I mean, I'm I'm a fan of like the hardcore uh, slash death match type of style matches. Like I always love that type of stuff. I don't know why I just like it. It's just my that's just my super young age, but I, I just I, I always like that type of style, those type of style of matches. And to see it live was even better for me. Like just seeing like all the you know all the crazy stuff and the theatrics and stuff like that. So that was a, I think it was a really really good match for me this year so far. That's going number two behind Walter and Tyler Bate. And the only reason I put it behind Walter Tyler Bay is because Walter Tyler Bay they didn't need. Well, I'm not gonna say they didn't need, but they they didn't have uh, the outs that Kenny Omega and Mox had to put on a fantastic match. But I still think the Kenny Omega uh, Mox match was great. But I also understand that that's not everybody's cup of tea, so I understand why people don't like it. Because a lot of people, I mean, when was the last time that we seen like a um, one of those hard like a true hardcore style match in a major promotion in the U.S. Like we we haven't seen one in a minute. Yeah. Like I mean, you could you could we we've seen some in GCW, but how many people like compared to AEW and WWE actually watch G, GCW? You know what I'm saying? So I mean, I I trust I, mean, I get why people didn't like it, but me personally, I loved it. Yeah, I think um, like it's weird for me personally because like I loved ECW when I was like at, like late teens. I I loved it. I was really into it. Um, so it's not that I don't kind of dig that type of match or I don't like mm. that type of match. It just something didn't kind of click with it for me. I don't know what it was. Um, mm. Maybe it was, I don't know, I just something didn't, it just didn't click for me personally, but I did mm. enjoy it the second time around. But I, I heard from a couple of people who said that there was a few people like within the the live audience who didn't seem to be enjoying it as much as you know some of the other matches but then mm-hmm. i've also heard from lots of people including yourself who said you know that they loved it and you know the audience was pretty hot for it and so, they beat the beat the hell out of each other like that's that that, that was what's so good about it because everything they did looked stiff and they looked real like they legit took the fight to each other and like i mean I like the only thing I I didn't like was how they they acted like on the AEW Dynamite like Omega had a black eye. I was like, where the hell did the black eye come from? I don't think Moxley punched him in the face, but I mean, like it, it was just good to like. I mean, at least they played up the injuries and like he didn't come out like or didn't appear like nothing happened or whatever like that. But you know, it was for me personally, like I said before, I think that was a real good match, and I'm interested to see if they can have that caliber of a match without weapons yeah and i think one one thing they've really done with moxley now uh is they've established him as like this crazy uh crazy hardcore wrestler guy who will do anything to win his Mm -hmm. fights and matches um and that's what they should have done with him in wwe do you remember um when just before the shield debuted they were going to debut uh, Dean Ambrose or John Moxley in an angle with Mick Foley, um, but Mick Foley couldn't get cleared, and they shot yeah, an ang- shot an angle. I think it was at the like Hall of Fame or WrestleMania weekend. It was like at a hotel. Yeah, and like that's what they should have done with him when he split from the Shield was make him like a crazy guy who. I mean, I, I I I think he had ideas. 
like he had ideas of what he wanted to do. But I mean, that's I mean, I I, 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 don't, I can't really judge like WWE on that because they have a certain system and that's just the way they operate. Like, yeah, I mean, even even though I may not like it or anybody may not like it, that's just how they do. Like you either go by their route or no route. And that's just what it is. So, I mean, you know, like I'm pretty sure he had I'm pretty sure that's probably what he wanted to do with Brock Lesnar and Manny 32. But Brock just didn't give a damn. I'm pretty sure if Brock went to visit man and say, I want to do a death match with, 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 with Dean Ambrose. I'm not saying Vince probably would approve that, but I'm pretty sure he would be more lenient towards Brock if Brock asked that. You know what I'm saying? So and Brock, wanted, he didn't want to do it. So, I mean, you know, now he gets the opportunity to. um you know, do what he wants to do and go back to his old roots. And I think uh, John Moxley, he he gonna be the one to beat Chris Jericho for the AEW World Title. I'm gonna say double or nothing, 2020. The same pay per view he debuted for AEW on the same pay per view he gonna beat Chris Jericho for the World Title. It's all gonna come full circle, and that is gonna be the day that Mr. Chris Jericho finally takes takes a step back. I'm telling you, Chris Jericho gonna go hard until May 2020, and then John Moxley is gonna take over. You remember this podcast? Tell yeah. me now. Um, the thing I like about Moxley is he looks he looks happy again. He looks motivated again. And I just think that's good for the him as the you know, the human John Moxley, but also <laughs> for us viewers, for his character, for everything. You mm-hmm. know, uh, at points over the last couple of years, he's looked disinterested. He's looked kind of as if he's just going through the motions and just kind of doing what he, they want him to do rather than him being like creatively challenged or like, you know, motiv- like really motivated or like sinking his teeth into something interesting. Yeah, he, um, he said that during um, the Jericho podcast, like he said he knew he was leaving, but like before he made his return last 28, summer 2018, he said he knew he was leaving. So he just played the long game and just waited and just did what they told him to do. And then he split which is the smart way, and that's what I would do. Like, he just kept it low-key, didn't say a damn word, ain't bitch and complain. Like, for all he did, he's like, you know what, I know my contract in. I'm going to wait it out, and when and when it's over, I'm out. And you see how WWE did it. They tried to put up, put him, like, do all the nice stuff and the press releases and the big send-off, like, all that stuff just to try to keep him. And he, he played, like, I'm telling you, that's exactly how I would have played it. Play it smart, man. Don't complain. Don't do on social media or nothing like that. Just... Wait it out, and then when you leave, split on their ass, and then, then now, now what? And, well, then, look- and, and, and then he didn't burn any bridges for the most yeah. part. I mean, he talked some trash out in interviews, but I mean, I mean, no, I not really though, did he? He didn't like. Um... No, no, he, no, so he, he talked some trash. Yeah, <laughs> he but talked some like, trash. he like criticized them for stuff that they get criticized for, you know, every week by people on podcasts, and like he didn't say anything massively kind of controversial that if he ever decides he wants to go back they'll be like no way you said our creative is shit well you know so does everyone says that so he gonna come back they all come back yeah they they always come back they They always come back back. (laughs) they always come back so give it like give it five years three three four i think um if aw keeps going the way it is like give it a year to 18 months from now and I think you might start seeing some people kind of jumping ship and swapping around because at the moment everyone in AEW is happy and you know they're glad yeah, to I'm, be there it's new they, 
because they like you know they fresh and like they only work where they want they have one tv a week everybody gets taken care of like they all get flown out you know nobody has to drive to the next venue like that's i think that's why they're so fresh i mean i'm pretty sure if most of the wwe stars like if they didn't have to you know drive to these venues and be on this place and then you know they they got like fresh off of WrestleMania. They gotta hit hit the European tour and do that, and then come back for Raw in the states. And like, you know what I'm saying? Like that that wear and tear on that schedule is ridiculous. Like I don't know how they do it. Like that schedule is crazy. But like, yeah, that's why you know A and W. That's why it seems so fresh, and that's why everybody go out there and you know goes flat out every night because they're not you know gassed out. Yeah, and plus then none of them are um, like at the moment. No one's uh, frustrated with their push or frustrated with their creative because they haven't been going long enough to to get frustrated. So, mm. you know, give it a year, there may be some guys who feel that they're not being used properly or they're not getting enough TV time, you know, whatever it may be. But at the moment, everything's rosy and happy. Um, and I do think some people uh, may jump ship either way um, eventually. Um, one thing that you mentioned there was that... Um, about uh, John Moxley being intelligent and clever with what he did. He just saw out his contract, didn't kick up a fuss, didn't go on social media and moan. And then you've also then got guys like Sin Cara who have announced they've re- requested their release. That is the worst and, way. Yeah. To na- that, is the, that is the number one way to nag your release. Well, but it's all, they, all they do is take you off TV and kind of freeze your contract. Mm-hmm. That's, that's legit all it is and then like the thing about Mike Kanellis is I, I don't feel sorry for him because he his contract came to an end um, over the summer and then he goes and signs a five year deal and then two months later he's saying he went out why would you resign but I mean I, I understand from his perspective he got a baby on the way he already has a baby he got a, a wife to take care of even though Maria still works for WWE but I'm pretty sure he makes the uh, abundance of the of the money, I'm assuming, because he's an in-ring performer and she's an on-screen talent and she yeah. doesn't wrestle for the most part. Well, she what she 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 wrestled sporadically, I'll say that because she I know she did a rumble and uh, evolution. So, uh, but yeah, like I, I don't have no pity for him because you could have left. Yeah, like you yeah. easily could have left, and you went and signed a five-year deal, and then you tell them two months later, oh, I'm I'm I want out. Why would you resign? Like what was what was your purpose? And Sankara, I think Sankara actually has a good chance of getting released, like because he went because because he he went and made that thing all nice. He got it laminated, like, <laughs> like all the all the cool stuff. He went and got it like nice nice and tailored up, and he really didn't say anything bad. He just said he wanted out, and he felt like he wasn't getting his opportunities. Which I mean, I'm pretty sure everybody feels like. Yeah, there's there's a lot of guys, isn't there, who are. Uh not getting their opportunities and i do feel like the only reason luke harper's not on tv is because he publicly has stated that he's you know he wants to leave he's not happy mm-hmm. um but it's strange because they kept him off tv other than that short run with rowan because he said he wanted to leave and he had requested his release but then the revival have been quite outspoken you know within not so like they've been quite clever in how they've done it but Mm. you know everyone knows they want out everyone knows that they've turned down a big contract and it looks like they're gonna leave they've put the titles on them i think since they asked to 
since they turned down the $500,000, $500,000 a year deal, I think they've had the t- uh, either the SmackDown or the Raw title. They three, had both. Three times. Both. Yeah, man. So they, they are. And they have, they've improved. I'll say that what they've done with the tag team division since they turned down that deal. Because uh, I think it was Fightful reported that they weren't necessarily complaining for themselves. They were complaining about the the usage of the tag team division as a whole. And they didn't, you know, they didn't just want the title, you know, to be, they didn't just want like a push for themselves. They wanted tag team wrestling to be like a proper focus on the show. And um, it'd be interesting. Like, I just don't think, I can't see them staying. I've got to be honest. I think they're more likely to go to AEW than any other talents in the world. Although I'd like to see them go to a, the NWA first for a short. Like That'd just, be a nice one. Even just for one taping, just to do like a, like a little run. Because I just think it's so perfect for them. And uh, I just think, yeah, just do one taping. You know, have like a... How many shows do they tape at once? Four? Uh, they, no, they do, they do two separate days. So I'm pretty sure they get at least like eight weeks of, of content. And that's what I mean. So they could go and do two days of tapings, do like a feud with the tag team champions, and then go off and go to AEW. And there you go. It's like happy days. You get yeah, that so NWA we, I mean, revival. We're we going to see. Um, they got they challenging the New Day for the tag titles tonight. And I don't know if they're going to do the switcheroo again. So for the Survivor Series. I mean, like, to begin with, I don't know why they took the revival, the titles off the revival anyway. Like, I'm always yeah. happy to see, I'm always happy to see New Day win the titles, but I mean, I, I, I didn't see the point. It was just like, just a switch, just a switch, just to pop the, 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 the Manchester crowd. I was like, with the, like, why? <laughs> but I mean, like, I, I'm not complaining. I'm never going to complain to see New Day win the titles, and I don't know what the hell they doing with Kofi Kingston. It's like, so are we, are we going to acknowledge that this dude was the WWE champion or y'all just going to act like that didn't happen for, for six months? So I was but thinking... I digress, um, man. No, no, I was thinking the other day that um, we always digress and go off on tangents. That's fine. <laughs> the, um, I was thinking what I would quite like to see from Kofi is for them to keep teasing that he's be, he's really frustrated, but he's not showing it and he's being really positive and nice. But you can see it's really forced, and that deep down he's really angry and he's annoyed and he's upset. And then eventually, I'd like to see him like flip out on Bray Wyatt, like Firefly Funhouse Bray Wyatt, and actually have someone take like start the feud with Bray rather than the fiends, you know, searching yeah, them out. Speak, speaking of Bray, I I, I think we're gonna be about to get um. Bray Wyatt versus Daniel Bryan that's a bad series. I think that's about to happen. That's gonna be a good one. But like, I don't th- I don't think it should go long. Cause I mean, like, if if it was just like regular Bray Wyatt, I would I'd be like, it's, give me give me like twenty minutes of that. But since it's the Fiend, it's like, eh, and I like Daniel. I really do like Daniel Bryan. But like, when you compare the characters, it's like why like why would Daniel Bryan be having a straight up match with the Fiend for for twenty plus minutes? Like the Fiend should at least beat him in like. Just give me like a thirteen minute sprint 
like let DB get his offense in. He should be the one to be able like he should get some some good shots in, be able to knock him down. You know, get a, get a two count. But you know, other than that, dip him in the bud, brother. Yeah, make it quick. Make it quick. I just want to see them do something interesting with Kofi. Uh, I just want to see them develop his character. You know, he had this awesome run as a champion. And then right at the end, they just messed it up with the way they took it off him. Like, I don't think anyone would have complained if they had Brock take it off him. Yeah, It would just been like a 10-minute really competitive match. And they'd given Kofi like a knee fall and a comeback and that kind of thing. But the way they did him was just, it was just, it was, it was a really anticlimactic end to what would be a really, really good run as a champion. They booked him really strong. They'd made his finisher like really strong. And then they just, just messed it up at the end. It was very disappointing. That's what I was telling people. I was like, when AJ got his chance at Brock, that Survivor Series 2017, he had that one moment in the match where he thought he was going to beat him. Same with Daniel Bryan at Survivor Series 2018. He had that one moment in the match that everybody thought he was going to beat Brock. Same thing with Finn Balor at the Rumble 2019. Everybody had that one moment where he thought Finn was going to beat Brock. I thought at least Kofi was going to get like a trouble in paradise. You know, just a quick little move and then Brock, you know, F out him and then we go home. I would have been perfectly fine with that. But like the way they did him, it was like, Damn, and then they the thing was they made Kofi such an afterthought with the Kane Velasquez thing, just for Velasquez to eventually lose to Brock Lesnar in five minutes at Crown Jewel, which I had no problem with, because I mean that was the whole point of the match was an MMA style match, but like y'all literally just made Kofi feel like his title reign just like a complete afterthought. Like there was no moment when he was sitting in the ring and like you ain't give the crowd an opportunity to chant thank you Kofi or anything like y'all was just like damn well you know what we're gonna put you on TV. And, you know, give you the tag titles and, you know, everybody will forget. But I, I think the smart thing would have did, the smart thing they could do going forward, honestly, I would I would have Big E challenge. Well, they're on different brands now. But uh, I think some, some along the lines of Big E getting a world title shot and, uh, you know, at, at one of these pay-per-views heading to WrestleMania would be a good thing. Because I think people, I, I think Kofi needs a break from from television just for a little bit just to get like a refresh because sometimes the WWE they have a big problem with that like people losing these big matches like these big climactic matches and then like they just keep forcing them on TV same thing with Seth Rollins like I feel like Seth Rollins after he lost to the Fiend take a break come back at the Rumble same thing with Kofi come back at the Rumble or come back on the road to WrestleMania and then, and then you give time people to not forget but like Remember, oh, yeah, I, I actually did really like them when they were on TV. So, yeah. Yeah, they, um, they've they got enough wrestlers and a big enough roster that they can rotate people out. And I wish they would do it more. Mm-hmm. Rotate people in for feuds, take them out, and they lose. And just give them a break, let them heal up a bit. And then bring them back and they get a nice pop when they come back. They're fresh. They feel fresh. And it just feels better. I'd quite like to see a... Uh, Big E versus Nakamura feud going into mm. the Rumble. I think that could be quite fun. Um, but so let's just go back to uh, AEW. Just we'll we'll skip through the show now. We, <laughs> we always do it. We always go from pillar to post as we 
change all the different things we're going to talk about. Um, but one thing we we just mentioned to each other off air was um, the women's division in AEW is struggling. Um, so you add on the pre-show, the Britt Baker versus uh, B Priestley, and um, there was also a, a, a the title match on the main card as well. I thought the title match actually was quite good. Oh Riho, yeah, that was good. Re, you know, Riho's really good, and they told a good story. But I do feel like that something's not clicking with the women's division in AEW at the moment. I feel like the only thing is like they just like all, all of the good storylines are dominated by the Mills. I was talking to uh, John Away about this on the on the post post wrestling cafe hangout yesterday. I was just telling him I was like the reason it's not clicking is because they're not giving you a reason to care about any of the the, the females on the roster outside of Britt Baker and Rio like Emi Sakura and um, Rio they had to tell their own story through Twitter like I didn't even know Emi uh, uh, trained Rio and basically no me neither Rio basically grew up in front of her like since she was like 13 years old and I had to find out find that out through Twitter so like you know, I think they need to put more emphasis like and give give some of these storylines that are such male do- like so male dominated. Like you see, the the in, in in the tag team division, there are feuds going on outside of the tag title pitches with the world title. There are f- plenty of feuds going on outside of the world title pitches. Like they already in the process of going the Joey Janela Kip Sabian route, which Penelope Ford is involved in, but I'm sure she well, I don't know if she's going to be wrestling as a part of that feud. Uh, you got Cody and MJF now. I'm assuming feuding, which is not the world title. You got Moxley and Darby Allen going at it. Who's the who's the craziest dude in AEW? So it's like I think they need to just make people care. And like the the, the Brandy Rose awesome con thing ain't clicking for me. I ain't feeling that. I don't know what the hell is going on with that. They they just cutting hair, I guess. Like 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 old buddy cut me. Yeah. <laughs> But I don't, I don't know what's, what's going on. So I think, uh, I, I think Brandy and Awesome Kong could. I think it could be quite good. If I do like the pairing. Um, oh yeah, I, I like the pairing. I do like. I, I also think I, I do quite like the cutting of the hair. But I think they need to do a better job of telling the story with the announcers and well, the, like. So what, what 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 is it like? What do you think it is like? What's the? Well, it's 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 kind of like that horror trope. Of collecting trophies, um, just you know, they where they she's every time she beats someone down or beats someone, she is taking the like a trophy, taking some of their hair, and like they didn't when she cut the hair and on the pay per view, they didn't, the announcers didn't say that she already had like three or four clasps of different hair on mm. her belt, so it's like they didn't tell the story um and i do think that's one of the things actually which is uh one of the few problems which AEW has at the moment is that the announcers Ex- excalibur is amazing he's awesome mm. um tony Giovanni's amazing jim ross i think is taken away from the product J- um, jim ross was call- calling um what did he say he was saying fully loaded uh, on eight on dynamite from from was it Nashville this week? He was like he kept saying yeah AEW uh, fully loaded. I was like huh fully loaded. Uh, I'm with Jim stuck in in the nineties. 
he Thingy called he um, Jack Swagger, Jack Swagger, uh, Jake Hager, Jack Swagger. Oh, yeah, I know. Yeah. I mean, but no, I, I can accept that one. That's like a common mistake. But he was like saying fully loaded. I was like, <laughs> fully loaded. Yeah, that's from like 20 that's from, years ago. That's from, yeah, man. But Jim, Jim Ross, he, his voice, it, it, it is legendary. And he does have a, a good knack for calling commentary. But I feel like he he tries too hard to not be critical the way he wants to be critical of some of the stuff. Like so, like some stuff is like he he was talking about. I remember I was watching Dynamite a few weeks ago, and he was just talking about why why the hell are they going for the pin? I'm like, Jr. Bro, they did like six minutes into the match. Like, like relax. <laughs> it's like six yeah. minutes into the match. Like you, you can't win the match if you're not gonna if you're not gonna pin. I'm like, all right, brother. I get the you. other the other thing he keeps doing is he keeps drawing attention to the to the refs not giving like a disqualification or not starting their count. And one of the problems I've got with that is I quite like that they're, they've gone the kind of new Japan route with the refs and mm. that they've given them a bit, they've got like a bit of leeway. Yeah. So they're not bound to all the usual sort of tropes. Yeah, is that, is that, is that the, uh, the rest the ref's discretion? Yeah. Kind of the but, same thing with Impact. But the one problem is that it is having is that he keeps drawing attention to the fact that they're not disqualifying or they're not doing this or they're not doing that. And people are picking up on it on social media and they're like people on social media then are moaning about the refs. Mm. Um, and I just think that JR needs to focus on telling the stories and getting the wrestlers over and not nitpicking in stuff that he probably shouldn't be nitpicking on on the show, if that makes mm. sense. He should, like, the announcers are there to get the acts and the stories over, um, and I feel like sometimes he's taken away from the stories more than he's giving or progressing them. But, yeah, that's just me. Um, what do you think they should do to improve the women's division? Just, um, you know, create feuds outside of the title picture, eventually leading to uh, those competitors wanting a title shot and earning a title shot, like it's just like like I said, just Britt Baker and Rio and Awesome Kong, and that's all like really all I like care for. I guess that's because they're the only ones on TV. Like I think Penelope Ford can be really good. Uh, I know I, I don't know if Big Swole is officially signed, but I really hope they start using her. Uh, you know, your Big Swole. You know, she's um married to uh, Cedric Alexander. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. So and they, she's really, really good. Like she is really good. So and I don't know if Mercedes Martinez is signed. Hopefully she is. Um, like they, they, they got like have a solid women's Sadie, division. Sadie like Gibbs. They, Sadie Gibbs. Sadie. I hope Gibbs. they she, push, do some vignettes for so Sadie Gibbs. Like starting this week, I hope they just start building up her character, and then when she debuts, they can do something special with her. Push her as their I'd like to see her pushed as their, um, like AEW's Tessa Blanchard, like push her as a as a Oof. top as a top star. I don't that's mean right. that she's. I don't mean. I, that no, she's no, the I'm same. not saying. I'm saying that's that's gonna be real funny when Tessa Blanchard show up in AEW. Sadie Gibbs gonna be short. Yeah, but like, I don't mean that she's as good as Tessa, but I mean that they should portray her as. Like Impact portrays Tessa Blanchard as their top marquee star, 
and mm. I feel like the women, there's no real woman. Even Riho doesn't get portrayed as a very top tier star. Mm. She's portrayed as the top woman. Um, like Becky Lynch is portrayed as the top star in the WWE, male mm. or female. And I feel like the AEW have kind of got like that. The women are just portrayed as just slightly lesser than the men right. in, in terms of importance. Um, and I feel like they need to just pro progress their characters, progress their feuds and make them feel like a big deal. Um, and you do that with stories and you do that with character development. Um, and maybe they're not doing enough of that yet. I agree, sir. Uh, then you had the Young Bucks and Proud and Powerful. I hate that name. Proud and Powerful. I really, I love really it. hate it. I, um, I, love I, think it. It, I think it was Sean, uh, Sean Ross Sapp, the man himself, I think, when they debuted, debuted on um, the first time and they had those... Uh, their the masks on and i think mm. he said they should um they should be called the dead presidents which is uh like a play off the point break film um where the thieves all wear like ex-presidents masks and stuff but um i thought that was quite a cool name if they couldn't need just use their own you know they can't use the LA, lax name obviously um but i they're super talented and i really 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 like them yeah, I like the proud and powerful name because I mean that speaks to them and what they represent. And the theme song is tough. I love the theme song. That is that is a really good thing. So I actually heard it like I had to hear it for myself um on my on my phone. It's a real, real good song. I was like it's the song is like actually like really not bad at all. Like it's like a good song to me. But like I yeah. like the proud and powerful name. Like people, I mean people don't like it. People say it's like a generic name. I mean like that name means something to them so i mean it really doesn't matter if anybody else thinks it's good yeah i like I, i'm all for that as well though is that that i want these guys to have names that mean something mm. when, whether it's to them or to their family or to you know to the crowd just so mm. they like it's not just a generic yeah just name. a throwaway name like I, I think that name like genuinely means something to them that's why I, I'm pretty sure they probably had some saying like, well, let's call ourselves proud and powerful. Like, cause that's what they are. Proud yeah. and powerful. So, you know, it was, um, it was a really good match though, with the young bucks. Um, and like people obviously over the years have criticized the young bucks for their, uh, lack of ring psychology. But yet again, you had, uh, Nick selling his knee, uh, last year it was Matt with his back. These guys saying they've got no ring psychology is just, factually incorrect man um, Matt sold that back injury for like an entire two years i remember he was yeah. doing that wrestle kingdom 2018 and he sold that thing like all year so i mean you know that, that i think the, the 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 idea that the young bucks don't have any brain psychology is tired like that 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 is not true at all it's not true yeah and i thought he did a really good job actually of selling the knee um to the point where there was, I can't, I forget the spot now, but there was a certain spot during, towards the end, where I thought, oh, has he actually, I wondered if he had actually hurt his knee for real, because he had, he, he was doing it so well, um, and obviously it plays into the finish, um, where they hit the street sweeper, and they win, and that was the right decision, I think, even though I feel like the Young Bucks, and Kenny Omega, they need some wins, mm. um, 
just to like they're kind of every time the young bucks come out jim ross says best tag team in the world but they keep losing same as kenny omega they've the announcers will say he's the best wrestler in the world but he's lost quite a lot so for these people who are just coming in who are not familiar with new japan or not familiar with ring of honor they're coming into AEW because it's new and it's fresh and then these guys who they keep saying are the best in the world, they keep losing. So I understand them not wanting to like push the young bucks to, you know, put, give them all the belts and because they're all the vice presidents and this and that. I understand all that, but I do feel that now they need to establish the elite as top stars from a, a winning point of view. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I agree to that to a certain extent, but I also think it's just a matter of the young bus of Kenny Omega, like being over regardless. Yeah, like that. That's why I think they're they're giving these wins to these other guys because it's like I mean, people, bro, they're gonna cheer the young bus regardless. Kenny Omega is gonna Kenny Omega is gonna be over regardless. The young bus is gonna be over regardless. So I mean, I think the right thing is to you know have them take some take some L's take a couple L's like I'm not saying they got to keep losing I was kind of worried about that too just from them booking the show like I don't want them to be like well you know we're, we're running the company we don't want anybody to think that we're, yeah. we're trying to you know put everybody you know do, do that type of stuff like put themselves over instead of helping the other guys but yeah. I mean it makes sense because they're always going to be over like people automatically associate this company with them so you know, I I think they'll be fine for the time being. AEW is like seven weeks, six weeks in the television. I think they'll be fine. And then, you know, once we get like into the deep, deep portions, you'll see a young buck start to make, it, make a comeback. Because I think they eventually are going to uh, get the world tag titles again. Well, when they get the world tag titles for the first time. Yeah, I don't think it'll be long. Um, this feud is going to continue. And, and, you know, I'm enjoying it. And I think it's really good. I like both teams. Um, the after the match, the Rock and Roll Express kind of make a save as the as the inner circle as Sammy Guevara hits the ring and they start to beat down the Young Bucks and the <clears throat> he, um, the Rock and Roll Express hit the Canadian Destroyer just only just he got stuck he got yeah, man, stuck and he was uh, coming back coming I'm, down I'm, his I'm, back. I'm glad there was somebody there that was going to help him because that would be bad if yeah, he did not connect but he connected. Yeah, people still went crazy for it. They went crazy for that. That's not the move you want to. Um, you don't want to mess that move up, do you? Uh, next up was the Hangman and Park match. This, this was actually my favorite match of the night. Uh, really? Yeah, apart from the Cody match, I'd say. Uh, after that, it was my favorite match of the night. I really, um, I really enjoyed it. Um, I like Park's work. I like Hangman's work, and I um. I felt like this match was their best match of the two, um, the two they've had. Um, I haven't seen the one from uh, Dynamite. Did they have another Wednesday? Yeah. Yep. Now, now see, I, I, was, I was just about to say that was actually my favorite out of the, uh, the matches they had so far. Like that match they had yeah, in Nashville was really one, good. Yeah. yeah. You check 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 that out. I, I think your opinion might change. Maybe. Maybe, but the but the see the thing is like live in the arena. I don't know. Like I saw a lot of people like they would say you know, on social media, and and I, I even heard uh, John and Wade say this yesterday. They would like it felt um like the audio was low coming mm-hmm. through through the. Was it like that for you as well? 
Like, right, did it seem like the audience was like, like they weren't yeah, mighty yeah. well? It did. They seemed to go in and out of the show as well. Okay. So, like, there was points in the uh, show where the audience was really quiet, and then it would kind of go really loud and hot, as if mm. they were switching mics as well. Um, I don't know what it was. It was really, sense. but yeah, I definitely um, noticed uh, an issue with the the crowd micing or something with the crowd audio. Um, so, yeah, Puck and uh, Hangman, I really enjoyed it. Puck is just so good. Mm-hmm. He's just good at everything. He's a complete um, wrestler, man. He got everything. He's talking to Mike. Got the physique. Got everything. And they're, they're, they're really getting the brutalizer over as well as a, as a submission, which I like because obviously the, the, the black arrow is over anyway and it looks impressive. Oh, yeah. Um, but I think they're getting the brutalizer over um, more and more. And uh, I like that. And I like also that they they didn't just go with the usual trope of the low blow. I, I like that um, Hangman blocked it. Mm. You know, just something different. Not just the same tired ref distraction, low blow, seen it all before. It was something different. Um, and Adam Page is... Uh, the pile driver, reverse pile driver he does is beautiful. I love it. Um, but yeah, it was a good match. The crowd, like I say, it was it very. It seemed like they were very in and out of it, mm. rather than hot for the whole thing. Um, but maybe that was a a micing issue rather than a. Yeah, I mean, crowd I mean like um, it. In in the arena, it was. I I felt like the crowd was really hot for the Young Bucks LAX match, and then like through the rest of it, they kind of just cruised. And then once the two main events came, that's when everybody came back alive. That's kind of what I felt just yeah. from, uh, inside the building. I don't know how they came off on TV or um, pay per view. Yeah, no, I could I could see that definitely because um, it did at points seem quite quiet, especially for an AEW crowd like all the. AEW crowds have been really, really loud and hot mm. for all the shows, um, and it was certainly, I thought, the the quietest AEW crowd that I've seen for a pay per view, and probably for all their shows. Um, it was there was points where it was really, really quiet. Um, then we had Spears and Janela. Um, yeah. This this was the only match where I was a bit like, nah, wasn't uh, it wasn't I, bad. I, I... But it was just, yeah. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm not feeling Sean Spears at all. Like, I'm, I'm not. The I'm, not, I'm, 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 I'm not feeling it. Like, is, like, I, I, I get it. Like, I, I respect when people like go outside their comfort zone and try to um, find success. And I, I, like, he's automatically successful. I mean, because he, he made it in wrestling. Like, you, you success right there. But I just, I'm, I'm, I'm not a big fan of. Like the 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 Sean Spears character, like I I don't get it at all. Like I mean, dude, like when he comes out, people cheer for Tully Blanchard. Like they don't cheer for him. Like people pop for the stuff that Tully Blanchard does when he interferes in matches, but they're not popping for Sean Spears. But I I do think in the long run it was the right move to have him beat Janela at the pay per view. I think that was the right call. 
Yeah. Because, I mean, Janela's over. Like, he hasn't even really done anything outside the Omega match, and he's always going to be over. And then, you know, after the match, they played the whole um, the Kip Sabian thing when he took a shot at Janela. So, you know, I mean, we I'll let you get your thoughts, and then we could talk about that. Because I, I got something to say about the um, the Kip Sabian thing, too. Yeah, I am. Um... I just Joey Janela in AEW is not doing it for me. Um, that's, I, that's, a, that's a first. That's a first. I, really I, did, like, I, I like him in GC, GCW, and I like him. Uh, I liked him. You know, I enjoyed his work in some of the. Uh, I think he was maybe all in or all out. Um, mm. But just since they've gone on TV, I feel like he's lost a bit of steam. Um, and I'm similar to you. Sean Spears is not clicking for me um i feel like then they need tully blanchard maybe should cut a promo um like he hasn't cut a promo yet and i feel like that's what he was brought there for was to manage him and to do some promos and he hasn't done one um so i do feel like maybe a really good promo from tully could get people uh you know kind of interested yeah um, so, just a quick question before we go on to Kip Sabian. Um, you know uh, Josiah Williams, who does the like the wrestling remix of the theme. Yeah, I know. I know Josiah. Yeah. So, does he? And he's a, he works with WWE now, doesn't he? He went mm-hmm. uh, to do stuff for the yeah. He works at the performance NXT, center. Yeah. Does he do uh, Sean Spears' theme yep. as well? Yeah. I I thought it was him, and I was thinking, did he make that before he went to WWE? Yeah, he, he, no, he he. I think he made that for Sean Spears before he signed with AEW. Ah, I see. Yeah, he because, made that uh, for Sean Spears before good. he signed with like AEW. It. Yeah, that's actually the best theme song AEW for yeah. sure. He's and yeah, Josiah Wood, he's talented as hell. Very I tried to get him on there. I tried to get him on my podcast, but um, obviously he's in WWE and he so he not allowed. He he, he probably could do it, but you got to get you know you got to run through. You know the name. People. I mean, the, yeah, you gotta run through the people to get that approved. So, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, I haven't seen him do many interviews since he got. The only one I seen him do was um, he did an interview with a, a local Milwaukee outlet, and I think he's from from that area. So, I mean, that's yes. like a no brainer. Like, why wouldn't you do an interview with your hometown outlet? But that's the only thing I really seen him do so far. So, yeah, yeah. But course. to the uh, the Kip Sabian thing. Oh yeah, I, after the match at um. At a uh, uh, full year, Joey Janela, he stayed down for a little bit. I don't know. I think that was just to play the story up, maybe. Because, I mean, he got up and he seemed, and obviously he's flying. But... Yeah, what they kept doing is they kept flitting from Kip Sabian. They kept the... moving the camera back and forth from Kip mm-hmm. Sabian to the... Joey Janela. Yeah, Pro- so I... probably to start the feud. But, yeah, uh, Kip Sabian, he, you know, he took took a little jab at Janela. But, I like, you know, I, I hope AEW handles the storyline professionally. Because you know that that could get personal real quick. Because Penelope Ford like actually left Joy Janela for Kip Saving in real life. So like I, I I hope they you know like I mean of course make it interesting. Like don't be boring if you're gonna do it. But like I feel like some things that can be said on TV might, might just hurt like a little you know just a little you know past a character. Because I mean that's like a real life thing that yeah. actually happened. And it's recent, so it's like very kind of, recent. It's kind very of raw. Yeah, I yeah. didn't. I thought they had just broken up. I didn't realize that they had, uh, like, she had left him for Kip Sabian. That must be awkward. 
gotta be like I, bro, I, I don't care who you are like how, how cool you try to be if you you walking around and you see your your ex with a dude that you work with that you got to share a locker room with that is awkward yeah it is always going to be awkward it will never stop being awkward i don't care if it's two three years it's always gonna be awkward like it's just always gonna be because that's a real life thing that happened and like when people like a, a couple years ago, but I need a couple of years ago, like last year, people always associated Joy Janela and Penelope Ford together, and vice yeah, versa. They did, yeah, because they they did every show together for the most part. They did. Um, they did a fairly recent AEW show together. They did uh, all out. I mean, all in. I remember in them together. coming out in uh, one of the AEW shows. Um, in the like the pre-show, they came out together. Um. Yeah, they've got to make sure they do that good. They need to be careful with that from a... Especially because, you know, the wrestlers, they... I mean, it seems... I don't know this for sure, but it seems like they give the wrestlers free range with their promos. Like, I feel like for this one, like, I I wouldn't just be like, oh, yeah, go out there and, you know, just talk. I'd be like, no, hit this bullet point, hit this bullet point, hit this bullet point. Don't Don't go off these bullet points. Don't say that. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, just because... if you in a promo battle with somebody and you don't have a, a script and you just speak it from the heart, you might actually slip up and say something that you probably been thinking. Cause like, remember how me and you was talking about the um I don't know podcast? I think it was last time we did the podcast. We talking about the Randy Orton thing. We was like, the only reason Randy Orton slipped and said the N word is because that's probably he's used that in his vocabulary before. If if you're not already thinking about something, probably nine times out of ten you're not gonna say it. But if you're thinking about it and you're in the heat of the moment. You, you you might let it slip out. So, yeah, and he um, like Joey Janela is going to have been thinking about it a lot. <laughs> Kip Sabian, you know, they must all be. It must all be on their minds a lot. You know, they got to go to work together. They got to mm-hmm. be around each other. They got to be professional and stuff. It's going to cause issues, even if it doesn't cause a confrontation. Mm-hmm. It's going to be like you said. Like it's going to be awkward. Um, and the last thing you need, especially after um, uh, what's his name attacked or had a fight with uh, Excalibur. Oh, Jimmy um, Havoc. Yeah, the last thing you want the, is the, the, the seafood rumble. Shit. The sea, the seafood rumble. The last thing you want is to have something similar to that, but with a like a has also got like real uh, the storyline connotations to it as well as the real life um so we'll see i guess it could be good for kip sabian ironically because oh, yeah, definitely he's gonna have super heel heat um and you know if they use that heat properly and he says the right things he could be like a mega heel mm-hmm. like but he's got a there's a a thin line there with that situation between being a super mega like really big heel and people saying no that's too much that's too far and it causing a problem Mm. between the workers and the that's the last thing they need is that sort of problem um so next up was the the tag team triple threat match uh scu beat Lucha Brothers and Private Party. I thought this one was going to be like 
better than what I expected. It it like it, it was it was still a good match, but like I felt like like it, it it didn't kick in the third gear. Yeah, I felt like they kind of I don't want to say they cruised, but they 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 kind of they never got going, mm. and then it was over, and it was kind of like oh right. The with the end was a bit weird to me as well. Like it was kind of unexpected almost because they hadn't kicked into the the crazy. I was expecting the ending to be like a load of crazy spots, and then like the finish as one of the teams is out of the ring, um, and it kind of just didn't didn't click again for me. But it was very enjoyable. The work was good. Scorpio Sky. Scorpio Sky is a star. I like him a lot. Yeah, he um, you know, he pinned Jericho on the yeah. latest episode of Dynamite, so I'm pretty sure he can get a world title match. And I saw uh, there was a couple. I don't clips. think I would have done that. You think so? I yeah. I would. Cause I mean, I think that makes sense. I mean, Jericho's still undefeated. He's just not undefeated in tag matches. Yeah. He's, yeah. He's no, still... I can see the logic to it. I yeah, he's still saved it. Yeah, so, I say. I I think it makes sense personally because I mean. I saw a couple of clips going around online when uh, Jericho, when he told Scorpio Sky, he was like, "You'll never get a shot at this." Like when he first won the world yeah, title, yeah. that like that's a, a a full circle story right there. Now Scorpio Sky is probably gonna get the title shot, and I feel like if anybody's gonna get a title shot, it should be Scorpio Sky. Not saying he's gonna win it, but I think it makes sense for him to get his shot. Yeah, it's good. and 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 then, and then you don't want to keep beating Sammy Guevara. Like, why no, would you do that? Like, you don't want to keep having him lose. I mean, Jericho take a pin. Jericho will be fine. People gonna yeah. forget about him in like three months. <laughs> He'll be all right. Do you think like um, Sammy's another one who they need to get some wins? Um, yeah, he, he gets some wins, but I, I think Sammy is really beneficial from being in the inner circle. Yeah, like because he he's he's pro- he's profiting off of being with Jericho, like because when and 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 Hager and uh, Santana and Ortiz. So I think that's just a real good spot for him as the young guy of the group. Who is going to do whatever it takes to win for his team, but also be a fool at the same time for his team? Yeah. So at the end of this match, uh, the lights went out. You'll be surprised to know. And uh, <laughs> uh, Christopher Daniels appeared. He was dressed as Pentagon. And uh, oh, oh, hold on, side real quick. I'm telling you, AEW got to stop turning off the damn lights. They turned all the lights so much. So I'm telling you, one of these days, them damn lights not gonna come back on, and they 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 gonna have to start AEW dark early. Yeah. I'm telling you, they they, they, they did it three times in this show, didn't they? They they, they did it on Dynamite too. He turned the damn lights, so they keep testing these arenas. Uh, the the the, the power in these arenas. I'm telling yeah. you, one of these days, uh, one of these days, they're testing the fuses. <laughs> it's gonna be. It's gonna it's just gonna go off, but um. <laughs> I'm glad to see the fallen angel Christopher Daniels back. Oh um, yeah, as always, the CCD man. I really like him, and I really like the gimmick as well. It's uh, one of my favorite uh, Christopher Daniels gimmicks. It's a even legend, right there, brother. Yeah, even better than the Curry Man gimmick. <laughs> Curry Man, what a gimmick! Jesus, that was bad. Um. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, it was a good match, wasn't it? Though, 
but it was just, yeah, yeah, it, it was a good. Right it, it was just like it didn't hit the next gear. Like it was just. But I, I, I have you? Are you the only person? I, I think I'm the only person that feels like this. But it feel like SCU's title reign has been like flat. Like, and I know that I'm talking. I'm talking about like as far as the crowd reactions. I feel like people really wanted Pentagon Jr. and Phoenix to be the first champions, and I feel like yeah. SCU is kind of like people cheer them, but it's like, you know, congrats to those guys. Like we love SCU. You know, yeah, it's they, like they, they it's almost like, lost a bit of steam, haven't they? Since they yeah, won. You, you see what I'm saying? Like I, I thought I knew I wasn't the only person that felt like that. They uh, and the thing is, they did the angle with um, where they uh, Pentagon and Phoenix injured Christopher Daniels. <clears throat> And I thought that 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 was going to be like the start of a good heel run as champions, mm-hmm. but I think it's because Jericho's a heel, they didn't want to have heel tag team champions as well. Mm-hmm. But like I just felt like if they'd had the heel tag team champions, they had SCU, they got Private Party, they got the Lucha Express, uh, not Lucha Express, the Jurassic Express. So they've got some good babyface teams to face off against. Luchasaurus lied to us during the media scrum. He said he was going to be back in 2020. And then came back. Lying, and, they came, and they came back the next week. Lying, lying. Liar. <laughs> Damn. Talking about he was going to be back hopefully hopefully early 2020, but he doesn't know yet. Jesus. And then shows up the following Wednesday. Of course. True, true worker. True yeah. worker. I respect work, it. Work is gonna work. <laughs> um, next up was the uh, women's titles match, which was Riho and um, Emi Sakura. No, uh, obviously, about that, right? Yeah, yeah, we touched on that to me that it was a it was a good match, but really, they didn't tell the story good well enough uh, from the announcer's point of view. I felt like the the in ring story was pretty good. The the work was pretty good. It was an enjoyable match, but. For people who didn't know that she trained her, and that was the kind of trainer versus student, you know, student versus teacher, mm. they didn't explain that well enough, and that is something that they need to improve drastically. Uh, I think. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, so after that was the the Cody versus Jericho match, um, which I thought the storytelling for this was just it was great. superb. It was great. In the build-up, the the, the, the build-up to the whole match, the feud, everything's been real good. Um, Cody got cut open hard way. Oh, yeah. Hard. That was was nasty. Fired. But Muddy went head first into the the entrance ramp. Like, that was nasty. And the thing is, with this match, I I, I went into this match with, like, real low expectations because I didn't think it was going to be good. I honestly didn't. I didn't think it was going because I thought they were going to try to go the whole sixty. And I was like, "Oh God!" Like I don't want to see that. But like I think the reason why I really enjoyed this match the way I did was because I went into it with low expectations, yeah. and it turned out to be great. And it was like you said, it was more so the storytelling than the in ring stuff. Like it made sense. And then if you know with the uh, the ending, I felt like it justified MJF doing the title. People were like, because just imagine right how. It, I don't think it would have made sense if MJF would have thrown in the towel and then he didn't turn on Cody. Like yeah. people would have been like, "Well, why would he throw in the towel?" And people like it, was, it just wouldn't have made sense. That's why I felt like he, he the throwing in the towel. That's when you turn him because it's like he threw in the towel because he didn't want Cody to win. 
because he doesn't like Cody, honestly. Like, that makes sense. Yeah. That's what I said. Like, if you would have waited and tried to draw that out, it'd be like, well, if, you, if we in February and AEW Dynamite and, and MJF and Cody are still cool, it'd be like, well, well, why the hell did you throw in the title in? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, like, I, I thought that was, like, the perfect timing to do that. <clears throat> so, one of my favorite things about Cody is his matches, like, if you compared his matches to, like, Okada's or Omega's, they're not, like, that type of amazing. Mm. But what he is very good at is character work and storytelling. And, like, even with the towel being thrown in, that's what he did to Kenny Omega when mm. um, they were having, like, their little feud and he wanted oh, to throw yeah. in the towel. What, so it's like what, what, show was, I, what New Japan show was that? Oh, I don't know. Uh, I I remember exactly what you're talking about. So I can't remember what show that was. That that wasn't in the states, was it? That no, was in no, Japan. that was in uh, Japan. That was it was because it was because um, Cody came down to the ring. He was ringside, and he was I know exactly what you're in. talking about. Um, and then Omega was going to do the same, and uh, Brandy stopped him, and. But that's like what a great callback to that, um, and have you know, oh, uh, uh, MJF do it to him, and I just thought it was very, very well done. Um, the whole story was well done. Uh, just little, little things that Jericho does. Jericho, you know, he, I think he's c- cemented himself as uh, Dominion 2017. It was. That's what that um, was. Okay. Yeah, I just feel like Jericho right. has uh, cemented himself as the the goat now. He just everything is just he's such a good, clever wrestling mind. Yeah, he's and, he's that he's definitely up there now. Like, it's it's not even trying to like dispute it. He, like, he's just up there now, uh, those greatest of all time. He's still going. So yeah. you know, yeah. it's it, it's it's hard to discredit Jericho, man. Like he's doing it. Oh yeah, forty nine years old as well. Mm-hmm. He, uh, so yeah, we talked about the Mox and the Omega uh, mm. match, which was the main event after the Cody match. Was there anything you wanted to add uh, about that particularly? Uh, no, really. I really, I just think that was a that was a great match. I loved it. That's in my top three matches of the year, number two. So, I, so this year, just in case anyone was wondering, Walter Tyler Bate from Takeover Cardiff. Moxley yeah. Omega, and my third favorite match this year was Pac versus KZ from Dragon Gate show in February. If you ever get a chance to check that out, that was a real good match. Pac beat the shit out of KZ, like bad, and it was so good. It was so fun to watch. But yeah, and, and if anybody go check that match out, go check it out. That's that's a good one. Oh, but yeah, yeah, I, 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 yeah I check, like check that out. Yeah, check that out. He beat the hell out of KZ, like bad. Like just just give you a little preview, a little preview. KZ was standing straight up, right, and he he linked over a little bit, but he was still standing up. And Pac hit the black arrow on him, Oof. like, and he went down so fast, bro. Like it was disgusting. <laughs> how like I, you ever seen somebody get hit so bad that you kind of feel it for him? Like you third yeah. person feel it. You like, damn, I know that hurt, and it was. It, it overall it was a great match. So yeah, go check those matches out. But I don't think anything this year, so far, going forward, is going to top O-O-O uh, Cardiff, uh, the, the home of our guy, Cy. They had the oh, match yeah. of the year. 
they definitely had the match of the year. Oh, I, I meant to ask you, uh, did you did you end up uh, checking out Raw or SmackDown when they came to the UK? Nah, nah. I'm yeah. uh, I'm waiting. Ha, ha, have they came to Cardiff for a live event? Uh, I think they might have done one house show, but um, uh, in Cardiff, I yeah, I think so. I um, I what interested? Nah, I if it was a TV taping, then I would go. go. Okay, but not for a house show. But right. then saying that, I'm hoping they come back. To NXT UK comes back to Cardiff next year. I yeah, hope I, that they did, make did you hear it they, an annual did you hear about thing. the next takeover event? No, no. It's um probably going to be in January, uh, Blackpool again. Uh, okay. So they they're going to run another takeover back. So I'm excited for that. I always love the takeover shows like NXT UK. I'm trying to stay up to date on NXT UK. Charge really and, and do it like. Man, it's like I, I, I Raw, Raw is mandatory for me. Um, NXT is mandatory for me. And Dynamite is mandatory for me. SmackDown is mandatory for me. After that, I'm I'm so damn burned out. I try to stay up with AEW Dark. I try to stay up on NWA Power. I hate falling behind on New Japan, but I can always catch up on them. Um, you always try to watch the extra stuff when you got time, like Progress, Evolve. And Ring of Honor, like I'd have feel behind on Ring of Honor, but like it, it's so hard to keep up with everything. Cause dude, we got Raw, AEW, NXT, SmackDown. That's and those are always filled with lots of stuff, and you so burned out. Like and then sometimes, like you know, like we we be people, like we like watching stuff outside of wrestling. Like I got yeah. shows I like to watch outside of wrestling, but like I I don't like to fall behind on those. So it's like man, I I just try to keep up with what I can. Like it's hard, dude, to keep up with all this stuff. Yeah, there's just so much wrestling. It's difficult to 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 just. And I know what you mean about being burned out. Like sometimes I can get to Friday, and I'm like, oh, I don't time to watch some regular TV. TV. Yeah, and then like obviously we got Survivor Series coming up, which we're gonna oh, we'll we'll talk about Survivor Series and uh, War Games in a minute. Um, I just wanted to get your thoughts on uh, so CM Punk uh, arrived oh on WWE backstage. What um, what did you think when you saw that? Cause I was watching it. Uh, like, would you would you watching it live? No, no, I. It's on. A, it was on late here, so oh, yeah, like yeah, I, I was. Uh, knocked, knocked out. So, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I I was watching it live, and you know, I I really wasn't paying attention to the show that much. Like I was um typing up, I was doing a news update. I was just you know going through news and checking out stuff, and then. Like when they came to the end of the show, I heard Renee Young said they had a surprise. So I was like, ah, you know, they they, they like that thought they was gonna make like an announcement about somebody resigning or something like that. So I'm still just looking up and down, whatever. And then all lo and behold, Renee stops and she's like, three, two, one. I'm still looking at my computer, and all I hear is the shh. shh. As soon as I heard that, immediately picked my head up, and I was like, it ain't no way. Like there is legit no way. Oh, and they, the doors flew open, and then punk. Cause I was like, I ain't gonna lie. I, 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 I had my, I had my mark out moment, definitely. Yeah. Cause, I, cause like it was exciting, bro. Like this is a fan. Like, you know, I, I'm supposed to be unbiased as a journalist, you know. But I mean, yeah. I like to have fun at shows. Like that's yeah. just me. Like I don't like to go. Like if, if I'm like sitting in an area where I know I could possibly put be put on camera, I chill out. But like if I'm no, I'm not in nowhere near cameras view. I'm having fun. Like, cause that's the whole point. But like, when I, especially when I was at home, I was I was going crazy. I was like, dude, cause that's CM Punk. Like, he he really hasn't been involved in wrestling at all 
for like six years. So it was exciting to see him, man. Like it was, it was just good to see him back. Like even if that's all he's going to be doing, like how are you not excited about CM Punk? They didn't chant his damn name for five years, and then people got the nerve to call us do the sellout because he went back. I'm like, y'all been chanting his name for six years, and he's back in a certain capacity, and he's a sellout now because he went back to WWE. Well, he went to Fox. <laughs> yeah, it's stupid. It's um. And you know what? I um makes me laugh. It's like what he I think he's forty two. Mm-hmm. So he's only he's still got, young. He's he's young enough that he could That's young a, in wrestling. He could have a run at the top and have some you know, have a good run for a couple of years. But also his window to make like, you know, real good money now, WWE's ratings are not great. So he knows they got that Fox money. They got that USA money. He knows that he can come back. He can work part-time schedule. And he can get paid big money. Now, why, would, why wouldn't he go there? Now, why you wouldn't he? That, do you think, what, let's, just give me a guess. What do you think the rating for backstage is going to be next week when he's on there? Uh, seven fifty. Seven fifty. You think, think a lot of people gonna tell up, you, you, Yeah. You, you think CM Punk got that got that drawing power? Like you still yeah. think he got it like that? Yeah. Um. Like, oh, the the only thing which might make it a bit smaller than that is because it's on quite late, isn't it? Yeah. It's on like eleven p.m. Yeah, eleven p.m. Eastern mm-hmm. on and like a a, a weekday Tuesday. when people got work mm-hmm. and stuff. Maybe less than that then. But I think it'll do a good. You know, like I think it'll. Pop a big, like a better rating. I, I still think CM Punk has drawing power. I definitely do. And like the thing is, like I feel like he, the thing about CM Punk is that he still has that mystique of can he still go? Because he hasn't done anything like yeah. legit since 2014, aside from that uh, that thing earlier this year. When he did the Silas Young show, the, the MKE show, and he went in and hit the GTS, and when he was under a mask, and he tried to act like that one him, I know that was CM Punk. I'm telling you, I know that was him. But still, like, I feel like he he still has that thing about him that is like, and I think it's it, it that that was kind of one of the things with Shawn Michaels, but we lost that because he competed at the Crown Jewel show, like, and it was like, oh, can Shawn Michaels still go? Like, I wonder if Shawn Michaels could still go, and I think he still can. But like it's like you know that that, that mystique got taken away because we already seen it. But with Punk, it's like people really want to see if he can still go, and I'm interested to see if he can still go. I don't think he can still go the way that he used to, but I definitely think he can still go like in the ring. I I will hope so. Yeah, I think. Look, like the way I look at it is, if he comes out on Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Friday. Next week in Chicago. Oh, let, let, let me ask you this before you go on. So how long? Do you, how how loud do you think the CEO Punk chance will be from from oh, SmackDown be, from SmackDown to Raw that whole weekend? They're just going to be loud now, aren't they? <laughs> till till he's there. But I mean, <laughs> that pop when he comes out is going to be so big. And I think what adds to it is, like you say, he's done nothing in wrestling at all. So mm-hmm. he hasn't been in like a Ring of Honor or a New Japan or somewhere right. where he's. So people are still seeing him. People mm-hmm. haven't seen him for five, six years. And he was so, you know, when he left, he was really popular. He was overdoing the company. Yeah. Legit. Outside of Daniel Bryan. 
what would you, if say he's doing a mania feud now say he's going to come back at survivor series for a promo and then he's going to do a like a rumble and a mania feud just hypothetically who, yeah who would you put him in Oof. would you do the triple h main event just and Sto- and and story wise and use bro, everything that would be fantastic story wise i don't know about in ring yeah but story wise like just promos those two there is so much to tell but i i don't i don't think triple h got the damn time yeah, like you know he, he was at he was at the nxt uk tv tables today and he's doing nxt live every week you know what i'm saying like i i, I don't so think, much isn't it I, I don't think triple h got the time but if i were to have cm punk come back and of course it would be on the main roster obviously like i, I think the right way to go is to have him take on somebody like Kevin Owens. I think that would be smart. Like I, I, I like I would I would love to see him and Joe go at it, but I don't think the in ring portion is gonna hold up. I just need if if he were to come back, just speak and just having fun with the idea. If he were to come back, I wanted to be with somebody who can carry him in his first match if need be. I don't want him to come back and then have a a, a trash match because that's gonna be that's gonna kill everything. He go out there and have a banger that people can be like uh, can you come back full time, please, sir? So yeah, yeah. Well, well, what do you think? Like, if he were to come back, who would you who 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 would make sense for CM Punk to come back? And not just out of dream matches, just who who would make sense for him to feud so, with? You got the the story wise with Triple H. Just you could you if you use everything which has gone on, um, the promos that the they would both cut would be golden because mm. they were both very good at that shoots shoot style promo definitely definitely um, from a if you're going to take triple h out of it i think you've got maybe a daniel bryan would be quite good um as a first oh, feud you, you want to know what like you see that's why i loved on the podcast because we you always say something and it sparks something in my brain like you could always tell the story of how maybe if cm punk didn't leave wwe daniel bryan wouldn't be world champion because it yep. wasn't until after he left that Daniel Bryan had that big moment at Mania, and they basically got forced to put him in the main event. You know what I'm saying? Like, even yeah, though Daniel yeah. Bryan had steam behind him already, but, like, it wasn't until Punk left that he really, really went to the top. So you could always use that story. Hey, if it wasn't for me, you wouldn't be what you are, possibly. You know? Do you know who I could see him doing a feud with, actually, from his point of view, is uh, someone like Cesaro, because he's a big he was a big fan of Cesaro. He used to publicly say like they should be pushing this guy. He should be a world champion. I could see him coming back and doing something with him to try and get him, you know, where people think he should have been. Um, I could see something like that or trying to, trying to, trying to help uh, get someone like Ricochet or someone like that, you know, like over that sort of upper mid card, and make them into a legit prop main event star. Um, who would I like to see? I would like to see Daniel Bryan, I think. Uh, Daniel Bryan, Joe, or... Uh, Paul Levette. Yeah, they would be my three first choices. But if you told me that we were going to get CM Punk versus Adam Cole at Mania, I'd be happy. Look at you. Look at you. Already. Look at you. CM Punk versus AJ Styles. Take that. CM Punk versus Carl Anderson. I will take that on Raw just for a 
like a TV match. Mm. Give them 10 minutes. That's yeah, who I... Man. In 2020, I want to see Carl Anderson and Big E get a mid-card singles title. That's I what I want to see. Though, I, I didn't throw Carl Anderson should have won the Intercontinental title or the so U.S. title. Hey, that should have happened already. And same thing with Big E. Like, I, I feel like Big E, he could... He 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 could get. I, I think Big E could be a credible challenger to a world title. Yeah, I definitely. yeah, absolutely. And, I, and and I think with the right story, one day he could be world champion. But right now, I feel like he could be a great challenger to it. Same thing with Cesaro. I feel like Cesaro. You know what I want to see at the Royal Rumble? I want to see Cesaro versus Brock. Make it happen. I want to see that. Now Cesaro wish, win. Wish I, well, I, I I think. I think that would be a really great match to see if Cesaro can handle that main event spot. Because like we haven't seen him in a main event spot. We haven't seen him in a long, drawn-out main event feud, and I want to see how he does. I want to see if he can... Because Brock doesn't really have to do anything. Paul Heyman does everything for him. Yeah. And Brock is just Brock. So like, he I, doesn't, uh, he CM do Punk versus Brock would be... Uh, I'd be interested in that, just for the Paul Heyman aspect. Yeah, but CM Punk ain't 210 no more, brother. He like 145 yeah. now, yeah. 150. Rock gonna be swinging his ass around like it ain't nothing. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, there you are. Nakamura versus CM Punk. Could Nakamura versus uh, you just got me thinking. Damn, Nakamura versus Brock would be a good one. That's a good Drew story. Mac, Drew McIntyre. Mm. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of choices, man. But I, I mean, like, like I told you off air, like if they can't find a way to work CM Punk into that weekend in Chicago, like they are stupid. Yeah. Like. You gotta find like even I'm just your back backstage interview. Backstage saying, backstage, like, "Oh, welcome back, bro. welcome that, back. How are you feeling about watching Survivor Series? Survivor Series exactly. Watching, like like it, being it, on it WWE even, backstage. It doesn't even have to be anything related to the event. You can just ask him about how he feels about being back. Yeah, literally that simple. Like a live shot. Let the crowd react. They did, just imagine." We, we, we finished the match of Survivor Series. They cut backstage, and you see Caleb Braxton or somebody interviewing CM Punk, and the panel pan, pan, pan over, made up, uh, the camera pans over, and then the crowd just goes crazy. Like, it doesn't even have to be, it could be a quick one question. People just want to yeah, see yeah. him back. Like, like I, I okay. feel like it would be a massive mistake to not have him involved just in anything that weekend. You're in his hometown, he's from there. Like, not a build hometown. He legit is from Chicago. Like, you 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 gotta find a way. Like you gotta find a way, and if that means they gotta mend bridges or apologize or whatever, if I'm them, suck I'm issuing that. Suck it up. I'm definitely saying apology. I'm giving the apology because that buzz and that uh, amount of publicity, positive publicity, is not worth the pride. It's just not. No. It, it, and especially like I me and you just said about the pot, the potential rating that could come for backstage next week. And I think that's like you said, even though it's going to be late and I don't think it's going to be like too crazy, I, I, I think he can bring in at least a good 300,000 viewers for sure. Yeah, definitely. And do you know what else as well? It's like he is the only person in the wrestling world anywhere who isn't signed already to WWE or AEW who's a game changer now. He definitely he's, is. Because he's gone back to WWE or he's gone to Fox and to WWE backstage, I'm sure that the noises coming out of AEW now will be, oh, we weren't really interested, we didn't want him, 
No, no, you, you want to know what's funny? Jay, I did an interview with uh, comicbook.com and um and dude, uh, Connor Casey, real, real good reporter. He asked Jr. about that, about CM Punk backstage, and Jr. was like, "You, he, Jr. Was straight up, he was like, hell yeah, we want to see CM Punk. Like, why wouldn't we want to see CM Punk?'" He was like, it, "Like, it just wasn't in the cards." Like, but he said definitely, if CM Punk wanted to come, he's like, they would have loved to have CM Punk in AEW, but that just wasn't what Punk wanted to do. And man, like for real, for I don't even think Punk wants to wrestle. <laughs> I think he just wants to like be in the media. Cause I remember yeah, Mark, yeah. Mark, Mark Henry did an interview and he said the same thing. He was like, I think Punk just wants to be in the media. Like, I don't want to think, I don't think he wants to like actually get back in the ring. I do think he'll have one run. Do you think so? Just, yeah, I, think, I think that one of the things which got one of the, um, and if you remember in his podcast with Colt Cabana, he said like he achieved everything he wanted to achieve in wrestling. He did. Yeah. Except main event, main event in WrestleMania, sure. and I just think sure. if they offer sure. him a run from Rumble to Mania, and having a main event spot at Mania for three million or whatever, I think he'll do it. Uh, you you want to know who me who you and I didn't mention it would be a great feud for for both people involved? You run back CM Punk and John Cena. You run that back one time. That'd be a great one. And John hasn't really been around either. Like the last time John was like around around was uh for the lead up to the Royal Rumble. Like that was like the legit last time he was like seriously like around. Like for uh, for weeks on end. He came back at WrestleMania, but that wasn't a match. And I wouldn't no. really count that as like a run. Do you so, know what they go on. No, you good. That's all that I, I was say. just gonna say, um, what they could do is if they brought, say they brought it back at Survivor Series and he does like just a little promo and says backstage, just, you know, I'm happy to be back, blah, blah, blah. And then on the SmackDown or the Raw the next night or the next week, he comes out to a massive pop, there's music, everyone's CM Punk, CM Punk. And then you have the Fiend's lights come on, takes him out with the Manimal Claw. And then he goes away. You don't hear from him. Nothing. Look, look, no, look at you. Nothing. Look at you. Get, getting the fiend involved. Oh, already. Look yeah. at you. <laughs> Every time. Do and it, then. Dude ain't even back yet. So I try to get him in a few with the fiend. Yeah. Look at him. <laughs> and then at the Rumble, you have CM Punk face to face with the with the fiend. <laughs> the pops. I'm all about the pops. No, I wouldn't. Um, I wouldn't put him in with the fiend. I gotta say. Because the fiends cannot lose for at least two years, <laughs> <laughs> cannot beat him till next the end of next year. Mania, I mean, let's, let's, mania <laughs> next year. Let, let, let's move past CM Punk, man. Let's get, let's yeah. get past CM Punk. What we, we, we got coming up? We got War Games and Survivor Series coming up. Yeah, so go on. We'll finish off by uh, we'll just preview uh, some War Games and Survivor Series. So so far, the card for Survivor Series. <laughs> You got the um, the main event, Brock Lesnar versus Rey Mysterio. That's gonna I've, be a good, good one. Yeah, I've really enjoyed the uh, the build for it. You you think Rey Mysterio about to retire? Yeah. You think so? Like, you, do you think this is like his last? Like, or you think he's gonna finish out at Mania? I think he'll probably finish out at Mania. But like, but like, you think this is like this Brock match is like last run? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. I, I don't know why. I feel like Ray requested this 
a little bit because like for I, I don't know if you know but like a lot of people it's like public knowledge that brought he fucking loves Ray Mysterio like they are yeah. like cool. they they're cool like legit because you know Brock Brock loved Eddie Guerrero and Ray and Ray was always his dude so like they they're like really tight like friends in real life type thing like they're cool mm. and Ray has said that in interviews like him and Brock are tight so I'm pretty sure Brock going you know they 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 gonna put on a banger at, at Survivor Series I'm yeah. I'm like really looking forward to that. Yeah, I think it's going to be really good. Um, the uh, that's what I'm just going to ask you one thing about Brock. Mm-hmm. Um, how do you have an NXT invasion, a couple of them, with Matt Riddle there, and not have Matt Riddle attack Brock Lesnar? This is uh, straight uh, up bullshit. I, I, I think I think the thing is with that one, like I, I, like only only like a majority of people like actually know what's going on between them two. Well, what's going on with Matt Riddle and his uh, calling out of Brock Lesnar? I don't think like the majority public knows what is but going you, on. I mean, you you you, you can always it. do it, but like it's like like it's it's not gonna go nowhere. I, well, not right now. I don't think it would. Like I think it would just be just to pop, you know, us. And I would enjoy it, but like you do it, and then like it won't be no follow up. Then it's gonna be even worse backlash. People gonna be like, "Well, how could you do that and not follow up with it?" But you can like, do it, and then then progress it at the rumble by having Riddle enter and face <laughs> off in the rumble, and then you have the match of Mania. You 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 you've been talking about this Riddle Brock match since we yeah. first did our first podcast together. You've been planning this out. <laughs> yep, they should. They see they should be. Doing Goldberg versus Riddle now next week in Survivor Series because that's the way the plan works. But they fucked it up. Stupid. They just don't know how to write a story anymore. (laughs) What's next on Survivor Series so far, man? What's next on Survivor Series? Okay, so we got uh, the men's five on five. Uh, So it's at the moment, announced is Seth. Have they have they announced the uh, NXT teams yet? No. Okay. So we've got Seth as captain, Randy Orton, Kevin Owens, Drew McIntyre, and Ricochet <laughs> versus uh, five NXT stars and five SmackDown stars. We don't know who they are going to be. Uh, they, they they did announce the uh, it's Roman Reigns, Ali, Shorty G, King oh, Corbin, right. yeah, yeah, you are and right. um, who's the fifth guy? Is Roman? Uh, Baron Corbin, Baron Corbin, Ali, Shorty G, and they announced somebody. It's somebody else. I can't remember who it is, but yeah, that, that that's the team. But I, I, for this one, I think NXT should go over. Yeah, I, think I think NXT should go over. It's important that the men's NXT team win. Mm-hmm. I think that that makes the biggest statement. Um, but I've got a feeling they're going to have the women's traditional. Survivor Series match, I think the NXT people will win that one because the people in it are like Sasha, Carmella, Dana Brooke, Lacey Evans, and I just feel like there's more beatable people in there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got a feeling, but I would like, to, I think that the men should win it because that's going to make the, you know, the people who were in the match for NXT. I'm assuming it's going to be Adam Cole, Riddle. Man, you- you you wanna know it's crazy, Sal? I feel so bad for for some of the ladies that's gonna have to double back that next night. 
because I'm, I'm pretty sure that that NXT women's team for Survivor Series is probably going to be most of the women that was in war games the follow the previous night. Dude, I, I like they going to be beat the hell up. Like, I, I just know they, they bodies going to be torn up. And, yeah. and same thing for the men, because they got war games, too. And I'm I'm pretty sure Adam like I'm pretty sure you agree with me that Adam Cole and the champ is a shoe in for the team NXT Survivor Series men's team like that's yeah Cole, I think Cole, Cole and Champa like that Cole, Cole Champa Riddle Riddle for sure Keith, Keith Lee and Dajakovic yeah I think so mm-hmm. I'd be surprised if there's anyone else because all of Undisputed Era are all in their matches they in war games Gargano's mm-hmm. injured. Mm-hmm. So I think feel like it's got to be those five, unless they put someone like um, like a Leo Rush, or mm. like one of the mid card titles. Um, not uh, because obviously, so you could have like um, uh, like a Pete Dunn or a Leo Rush or um, Peter Dunn. Peter Dunn. What Peter a Dunn. legend! So legend. Uh, so you and I'm pretty sure you agree with me on this, but the match I'm looking forward to the most on Survivor Series, I'm pretty sure you know what I'm talking about. The three-way buddy, AJ, Shinsuke, and Roddy Strong. I need Sa. If this match goes anything less than 20 minutes, I'm turning the show off. Yeah, it's I, gonna be disappointing, isn't it? I am turning the show off if this goes anything less than 20. I'm not gonna turn the show off, but like they they like this needs to get at least 20. Like there should be no reason why they shouldn't be able to go out there, straps off. Don't tell them how to map this out. Just let them go out there and just, just do it. Could be special. It, could I'm be telling special. you, man. Like this, like this, this could be like a, a match of the year, man. I'm te- like, they gotta Roddy's, let, they, they gotta got, let them book it like an NXT match. Though, yeah, there. man. I'm, t- I'm telling you, like that. That's that's really all I got to say about it. like just. Don't try to make this match like a, a like a mapped out thing. Just let them go out there, tell the story, and who the thing is like who should lose? I feel like it would overall. I feel like if 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 you're going to take the title off Shinsuke, which I think they will do after Survivor Series, I think he's going to lose it to Ali. But if if Shinsuke is going to lose the title. After, have him get beat. Yeah. If AJ is going to ultimately end up losing the title to Kevin Owens at the Survivor Series, he should be beat. If Roddy Strong is going to lose the title, which I don't think that's happening anytime soon, he should be beat. Whoever is whoever is in your plan after to lose the title should be beat. Like, don't beat AJ and then Shinsuke lose the title the next week. Like, it's stupid. Yeah. It just hurts both of them, doesn't it? Um, like, yeah, you good. I was going to say, Dave uh, Meltzer reported that there was a plan before they switched to The Fiend versus Daniel Bryan that uh, they were going to have Nakamura drop the title and Daniel Bryan was going to be in this triple threat. Can you imagine that? AJ, Roderick Strong versus Daniel Bryan. Do you remember at Greatest Royal Rumble when Roddy Strong came and chopped the hell out of Daniel Bryan and his buddy this chest up? Dude, mm-hmm. Roddy Strong and Daniel Bryan would kill each other. Like, yeah, so I, I want to see that. But I think Nakamura would put on a banger too yeah, with, with them. Like, same thing. Like, I, I, I think the standout star of that match is going to be Roddy Strong for sure. I, I definitely think he's going to be the one to like catch all the eyes because the way yeah. he wrestles. 
be a showcase for him. So that stiff, bro. Like I like I'm telling you, that's gonna be a good one. You 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 got me all hyped up about that. Let's let's go to the next match, sir. Yeah, so then you got the, the the tag team uh, tag team match, which is the Viking Raiders versus the Revival versus oh. the Undisputed Era. That got changed to the new. Oh day. yeah, it's the new day now, isn't it? But ah. but, but wait, wait wait we don't know because I made SmackDown coming on in thirty minutes, and you know they challenging for the um the SmackDown tag titles. So I mean we really oh. don't know. It, I was it, really it, disappointed when the Revival got taken out of that match. Per- Personally, like you already know my stance on it. Like I'm never gonna be mad at New Day, but I I, I do feel like they should have left the revival in that match. Like it, it, but but the thing, the only reason I say that, the reason they switched it is because they probably didn't want an all heel team. Like just Viking Raiders are kind of Viking, Viking Raiders are tweeners. Um, undisputed are obviously heels, but people don't care. But and revival I hear is heels, but people don't care. But like I feel like in WWE they 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 pay attention to that stuff. Like Literally, like really pay attention to it so they didn't want three heel teams going in you know what i'm saying they wanted a, a baby a true baby face team but i i feel I, I feel like if you would have just left the revival in there people wouldn't care like it would just been like a banger match like people just wouldn't like give a damn who was heel or not yeah people don't care like you got the viking raver raiders who are really really over Mm. Undisputed oh, era, yeah. <laughs> really, I, really over. I, I I got a question for you. And too. the revival. I, I got your reaction. Just I, I, right. I got I got a question for you, Sai. How 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 pissed are you going to be if Zack Ryder and Kurt Hawkins beat the Viking Raiders for the Raw Tag Titles on Monday? <laughs> is that what the match is? Yeah. <laughs> oh no. Oh god. <laughs> they're gonna. They are gonna. They're gonna shit the bed again. But, gonna, but, but 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 if that happens, we we could pretty much guarantee an undisputed era win, but it won't be you know. Yeah, it's against this, Zach Ryder and Curtis Hawkins or whatever. <laughs> Jesus Christ! No, right? <laughs> no, that's bad, man. I tell you what, I think is going to be a bit of a sleeper. Is um, I think the women's triple threat could be good. I think, man. <sighs> I don't know why, bro. Like I'm probably jumping the gun, but I I I feel like I feel like oh 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 Ronda Rousey might 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 be maybe making a return after this match. Like I I might be jumping the gun, but I, I just got that feeling. Like I feel like if because I I because I think this match is main event in the show because this is the poster for the mat for the pay per view. So I think this is gonna main event like if Becky, Shayna, and Bailey is gonna close the show. I know they just not gonna end it just on a damn win, like, like come on, like they, they got to have some up their sleeve if this is main event of the show. I tell you what, at WrestleMania, I would love to see Becky versus Ronda one on one, one on one. But that should have been a WrestleMania thirty five yeah. main event. And oh, I would, I would also love to see Bailey versus Shayna Baszler one on one as well. I'd love to good. see that match. Sa- Sa- did you see the clip from Total Divas? Did you happen to see that clip going around? When when so Oscar was supposed to go one on one with Sonya Deville at WrestleMania 35 for the SmackDown Women's Title, and oh, they can't. That they can't awesome. Yeah, look, you you go check it out. It's up now. But they 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 showed literally showed the clip of Oscar and Sonya being told that their match was canceled because they was going to put the belt on Charlotte and go to three way at Mania. So so like that they showed that like that was the plan. It was supposed to be Oscar. You can look it up right now on your computer. It was supposed to be Oscar. And Sonya Deville uh, for the SmackDown Women's Title at WrestleMania 35, but they decided to go the three way. They, oh, they, 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 you know how many times you and I talked about Sonya Deville getting a push, like a big push. 
that that they they should have left that alone, bro. Like they like I feel like the Becky moment could have still been at still been massive. But like Oscar versus Sonya, like and, and then they haven't even revisited it. Like they just left it. They just left it, like Yeah, I big I, fan I, of Sonya Deville. You, and I you feel see any like clips online of it. No, like, no, yeah, I'll have a I'll have um I'll have a nose later on. I'm uh, um getting late. Amen. So um what we got? So great. Well, let's have a quick. Uh, we'll go through war games quickly because it's getting a bit late here now for me. I'm getting uh, again sleepy. I can tell you're blinking like hell right it's now. It's just like that. My eyes are really dry. It's getting late. So, um, what match are you looking forward to the most on the war games card? The women's match for sure. For it's sure. A, I'm gonna I'm be a banger. That. That, that that's gonna be a hit. And they closing the show, so that's gonna be. Are they? Do they Ooh, confirm boy. that? Yeah, they, I, I, I mean, I, I'm just assuming, but that should be. I would have the, I would have, I would have, I would have the men's match open the show and have the women close the show. Yeah, like, I, could, I could go along with that. I wouldn't yeah. be surprised if they open with um, what I think is going to be a very good match, which is uh, Balor versus Riddle. That's going. That's gonna be I good. could see them opening with that. That's going to be good. The Balor man, Finn Balor. Went went away for a couple months, came back and is the the hottest thing in NXT. Look at that, look at that. So so simple. All you, so uh, all you got to do. Look, look look at what a heel turn do for you. Have a little break, and then come back as a heel or a face. But you know what annoys me, and I discussed this last time, so I won't spend too much time on it. Is I said didn't I that if Balor go when Balor went to NXT, I said. You gotta get it, get the OC in there, and do the OC versus uh, undisputed era in a war games match because it, you've got the opportunity to do it now because you're doing the invasion angle and you've got NXT on USA, and they do in a war games match. And Finn Balor went there, and the OC went there, and they didn't do it against each other, and I was just a bit pissed off by that because they mm. even took the OC down to NXT. And they still didn't do the bloody match, but mm. maybe they're saving it. For... I mean, I, I'm now like looking back. I don't think Finn Balor works with the OC. I just don't. Like, I would I, like, like to I, see him together, I, the four of them I, all together for one run. I, I, I feel, I feel like people think it might be good, and then it won't be good, and then people will be disappointed. I feel like Finn Balor is has legit steam behind him right now, and he's over as hell. And he doesn't need to be transitioning that to anybody else but himself and just yeah. make it about Finn Balor. And I think the right move at the War Games is for him to beat Riddle. I think that's a smart move. And, I, like, I, I don't think it's going to hurt Riddle. Riddle got beat by Adam Cole a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. Like, I, I don't think it's going to hurt Riddle. I mean, Riddle's going to be over regardless. But, I mean, you know, I, I feel like I, I, I think Riddle ultimately he's going to end up being beating Roger Strong for the North American title. But I feel like Right now, I think Finn Balor versus Adam Cole at the at the next takeover is going to be the move. I think Riddle's going up to Raw or SmackDown. I do. You think so? Yeah. Oh boy. I think he'll probably go around the Royal Rumble time, but who knows? So you got uh, Pete Dunne versus Priest versus uh, Killian Dane, which I think is that is that be. confirmed? Yeah. For real? Um, yeah. Wow, Ooh, that's, gonna be, a, that's, gonna, that's be a bank. gonna be 
Oh yeah, that's unbelievable. I didn't even know that was confirmed. That's gonna be unbelievable. That would be nice, man. I like yeah. Killian Dane. I really yeah. like Killian Dane, bro. Like I, I, I'm starting to like him more than Pete Dunn. He's had Seriously. a raw deal. Like, wash your mouth out with soap <laughs> and water. How dare you, Pete Dunn is a legend. No, no, no look, Pete, Pete Dunn is the man. I love, I love people. I'm talking about like I, I, I like seeing people like come back from the main roster and they just completely reinvent. And they like just become like this big star. Like I like I really like Killian Dane and like what he's doing. Like because he's legit coming off like a monster. And like I'm yeah. trying to figure out like why he couldn't do that on the main roster. Like it's well, he so, never so got that... a chance. Never got a chance. That's true. That's true. And I think he got a really raw deal. Um, I thought all of Sanity did. I thought Sanity could have been something special uh, on the main roster, and they completely fucked it up. Um, yeah. Damien Priest, I think, is going to be something special in WWE, I've got to say. I've been very it, impressed with his work. It took I him a minute. Think, yeah. It took him a minute, but he, he, he got it. He got it now. I remember some dude, I was laughing like hell. Some dude asked him, was he like a nightclub owner? <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, that's going to be a good match. I didn't know that was confirmed, so that was news to me. That's going to that's gonna be that's gonna be good. You, what we got next? You, uh, oh, what would you say? So I was going to say, who would you have win that? Killian Dane. Yeah, I think so. I or, think either him or, him or Priest. Priest, like I Pete, like, Pete, but Pete Dunne is over. Like, yeah, Pete Dunne like, is gonna take the pin. He, he's over, bro. Like, you don't need him to win. He, Pete Dunne's gonna be over regardless. He lose, he gonna be over. He win, he gonna be over. Like, like no, nobody's gonna be mad at Pete Dunne winning. Like, no, but like, you you might as well use that Pete Dunne stardom to build up Damian Priest or build up Killian Dane. So yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, and then you got. Balor and Riddle, which obviously we just talked about, um, and then you've got the the men's war games, which is uh, the Undisputed Era versus Tommaso Ciampa, Keith Lee, Dominic Dijakovic, and the, one yeah. other. Oh, oh, wait, so let me ask you this. Who do you think will be the fourth man for Team Tampa? It's, it's like up in the air, bro. Like, for real. Yeah. I don't, I don't John think Morrison. Hot take. You, you got to release that clip on Twitter. Hot yeah. take. John hot take. Morrison. John Morrison. Okay, that's a hot take. I, I don't think it's going to be Velveteen Dream. A lot of people think it's going to be Dream. I don't think so. I don't, I I don't think, think so. Injured, isn't he? I yeah. think. Gargano's but he, but he, injured as well. Gargano. And I'm, I think it's going to be a surprise. Like a, like yeah. a legit surprise. My squirrel. Ooh. Okay. Okay, okay, okay. I mean, Marty's girl ain't been with RH lately. Hey. Contracts up anytime now. Hey. Everyone's expecting him to go to AEW. Look at look at Silas with the high takes. Look at Silas with the high takes. Okay. That 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 late time got got the brain churning. Yeah. And you know what's gonna happen now is like when when Marty Squirrel turns up and you got the Adam Cole Marty Squirrel storyline ready made as well. Yeah, Adam Cole and, was the uh, one that kicked him out of Bullet Club. Yeah. Um, Marty Skrull kicked yeah. him out of Bullet Club. Yeah. You have the villain turn up. So just remember, internet, you heard it. Ace Podcast Nation first reported. I, I, will, I, I will be sure to be sure to back that statement up. Damn straight. For to call this. But the yeah, pop, I, I, no, the pop I, would be unbelievable. I, I wouldn't be mad at that it. at all. Especially if they don't announce it beforehand and it's a surprise. I, I, the only thing is, I'm worried about that. If, if that if that is what they would do, I, I definitely think that would be reported before it happens. 
like a PW insider or somebody else is gonna grab that story before that even there's no that way breaks. the only way to keep a secret is to have it literally just between Triple H, H and, and Marty's girl definitely Diana definitely Pratso. yeah she uh I don't think they're together no more is that right I don't think so I don't think so uh, so yeah there we go we got a little Kip Sabian uh uh <laughs> little action right there in NXT. So I think I still think there's a chance that Marty Scroll will go to WWE. See, mm. people I think assume, so too. People, people keep assuming he's gonna go to AEW. Like I, I don't think that's all like the case. I think because of the his character, I think he'd be perfect for WWE. Um, and I just think there's so who, a space. So, so who you think gonna win the War Games match? I think Undisputed Era is gonna win. Yeah, I'd be surprised if they don't. But if you did put in someone like a Mighty Squirrel as the mystery contestant, you could have him get the pin over Adam Cole to set up the, you know, the big feud going forward. But then they've teased Cole versus Champa. They've teased Cole versus Riddle. They've teased Cole versus Bala. So I do think they haven't decided where they're going next for the NXT title, which I love because they are so stacked. And I think they're doing a really good job of intertwining a lot of different stories to keep you mm. guessing. And I like that. I like to be guessing on what's next. I don't want to I don't want everything to be predictable. Um, and then the final match is the women's match, which is the war games, which is uh, Shayna Baszler, Io Shirai, Bianca Belair, and To Be Announced versus uh, Rhea Ripley, Candice LeRae, Mia Yim, and Tegan Knox. Yeah, the, the story they tell them right now, you know, it's very interesting. It's interesting to see Rhea Ripley and Tegan Knox team up. That's interesting, yeah. considering what happened at the Mae Young Classic. I thought, I, for real, for I, I thought that story could have made could have been a takeover for the NXT Women's yeah, title. I did too. But you know what? I think the problem with it is. Is Rhea Ripley got so over as a babyface oh, yeah. that it made it very difficult to tell the story because because yeah. obviously Tegan Knox was going to be like the sympathetic smiley babyface mm. and Rhea Ripley was going to be the badass brutal heel. So, but so, Rhea, so Rhea Ripley's too over as a so, babyface. So what, so what do you think about Dakota Kai? Because the because the, the way they making her seem right now, I like I wouldn't be surprised if she she's you know. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I feel like she might be the one to join. Well, Team Baszler already feel they got Kaylee Ray, but I feel like, well, yeah, yeah, that's the the, the team's filled out. It's is a Tana yeah, Baszler, Kaylee, Kaylee, Kaylee Ray, Kaylee Ray. This is Bianca Belair, and Io Shirai. So yeah, the teams are filled so, out. But oh no, no, they're not. No, they're not. They announced a match between uh, who was it? Kylie Ray and someone to get to. They didn't say to. No, no, no. Uh, the, the, t- the team's filled out, bro. It's uh, Bianca, EO, Kaylee, Shayna, and then on the other side is Rhea, Tegan, uh, Rhea, Tegan, Mia Yim, and who? Candice who, LeRae. Rhea. Candice LeRae. Yeah, that's the that's the. So who's the, the fourth on the heel team? It's Kaylee Ray. I didn't think she got added. No, no she I, did. Tri- yeah, Triple H. I, I'll take your word for it. I believe yeah, tri- you. Tri- Triple H confirmed that on Twitter. It's Kaylee Ray. She's the fourth member. Ah, okay. Matt, did, did you see the picture going around that they took inside no. the War Games cage? 
Yeah, you know, Shayna like, Shayna Baszler post like go to uh, Bianca Belair's Twitter. They posted a photo. It was her, uh, Shayna, um, Kaylee Ray, and Io Shirai inside the War Games cage. So yeah, that's the team. Yeah, I um I think because you know they did that angle where they attacked loads of people. Uh, yeah, I saw I saw a clip on NXT. So, but they didn't pay off. They didn't say that. But they in they like they left you guessing. That it was probably Kaylee Ray who did it, or it was probably Bailey did it. Well, they did, but they never confirmed it. Mm. So next week, if Kaylee Ray gets taken out, or yeah, it'd have to be Kaylee Ray. There's no, you can't take the others out. Um, you could have Dakota Kai kind of turn heel and and do it to impress Shayna. If you want to give her a bit of edge, I think they've told a really good story with Dakota Kai. I think the way they've done it has been really good. She might be Shayna for the NXT Women's title. Do you think that that could happen? I definitely think that because like she's been losing this. She lost to Shayna like five times in like since 2018. She hasn't beat her once. Like, and I, I think I think the way they're going like right now is like, damn. Like, and then she got left off of War Games because she couldn't beat Shayna one on one. Like, they they telling a good babyface story with Dakota Kai, but like now it creates that intrigue where she could be the person who attacked all those people in NXT because they didn't mention her. You know, yeah. so that that's like it's interesting. But I, I think now that like they have the opportunity to just add more edge to her, and then she'll come around full circle story and beat Shayna for the title. Yeah, that would be awesome. I I, I yeah, like man. that. I think um, the one thing I'll say to finish off is, I hope that they use this War Games match to propel Kylie Ray, Kaylee Ray, into um, NXT US. She, in yeah, into NXT US, but also. So that she is wrestling like she does, or at least a little bit like she does on the indies. I feel like she's been quite watered down in NXT she, UK. She does some great work for ICW. Yeah, ICW. I love ICW. She does some great. I, I just got into that. She does some great work for them. Like some and real I, great work for them. I feel like her NXT UK stuff's a bit watered down. So I'd like to see her really spread her wings a bit. Mm. Yeah, that'd and be the War Games man. is the perfect match for her as well because she's like that aggressive. What the hell happened ball. to Tony Storm? Main roster bound. I got Thanks the up. scoops. I got the scoops. Okay. So okay, sir. The villains go into the, the NXT. Brock Lesnar versus Matt Riddle. You heard it all year first. The the, the, the theme versus CM Punk at WrestleMania. Yeah. yeah. WrestleMania. Yeah. So yeah, man, that's uh that's that said the wrap up the pod, man. Yeah, I suppose I keep forgetting we're actually recording a podcast, aren't we? Just chatting. Yeah. <laughs> it was a good one, man. Per yeah, use. it's always good. It's always good fun. So, uh you can find Andrew on Twitter at AD Thompson underscore underscore. Yes, sir. Uh, you can find him also at post wrestling writing. Yes, sir. You can find him interviewing people on his YouTube channel, which is is that Andrew Thompson interviews. Yeah, man, I hit. This is like the smallest thing, like legit the smallest thing. But I hit, I think ninety some ninety views on my first video. So I was like, I that's that's like the greatest thing in the world. You might as well say I hit a thousand the way I reacted. That's big, cause like I only I started the channel like a couple months ago, so I'm this very awesome, proud of that. Mate. Well done, mate. I I love it, mate. I, um, it's people who don't do like content of YouTube videos and stuff. They don't realize how hard it is to get people who.
who are not familiar with you or don't know you um, how to get them to watch your videos or listen to your stuff because the algorithms and the search results and everything favors people who've got that big following. Yeah. So it's really hard. So uh, good for you. Well done. I appreciate it, my brother. And uh, you guys, you can find me on at acecast underscore nation. Uh, give us a follow and a like. And c- congratulations on the recent milestone, my brother. Thank you very much. Episode number 100 of Ace Podcast Nation coming out on Wednesday. I've got the lead singer of British band uh, Shed 7 coming on. I've got, an issue. I've got a show with uh, Foul Original, uh, which I recorded yesterday. I've got James from the Oasis podcast coming on. And uh, I've got a lot of other stuff coming up as well. So uh, check us out. And uh, yeah, youtube.com slash Ace Podcast Nation. Subscribe, like, join us. And uh, see you next time. See you next week. Well, two weeks from now. Two weeks. For- Survivor Survivor Series. Yes, sir. We'll be back. See you soon. Sports Social Podcast Network.